1: Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Mopin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Neyman. Ah!
2: Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hey, folks. Philip name firing line radio show, coming to you again from the shot show, and I am in the Savage Firearms booth now. Those of you who know me know I own several different rifles for hunting. I just got back from Mexico. I used my Savage 7mm 08, did a fantastic buck with it, and you know the thing with the Savages, they're just accurate. You know, a lot of people have a uh, reputation for one thing or another. I mean. I just was joking with somebody else. If you buy a Model 70 for legacy, right, that's the the gun you never change. It's got the wood stock. You, the Model 7, uh, you buy a Savage for accuracy. And then the 700s is to accessorize. So if you want to accessorize things, because everybody makes something for 700. But we're here in the Savage booth to talk about what they've done, because now you can accessorize your Savage also. Jessica, uh, Jessica Treglia is here with me. Tell me what you've got in your hands right now.
3: I am actually holding one of our new model 110s. And now, the 110
2: is short action. Actually.
3: actually, so what we did is historically. Oh, I'm sorry, is long. Well, Historically, yeah. So we used to say model 10, model 110, model 11, 111, 16, 116, the list goes on, right? Right. And what we figured out is we'd go to the NRA show, we'd We're go to the shot shows yeah. And people would say, "Oh, I've got that model 110 in stainless." And I'd say, "No, you've got a 116." And you get the blank stare. So you realize, you know what, we're confusing everyone. Let's clean this up. We've confused ourselves as well. So, yeah, we didn't just do a stock refresh. We we were able to fix some things that we had done wrong as well. And mixing up a lot of the the, the nomenclature for everything was part of that. So now we have a Model 110. There's no more 10. However, we still do have a true short action and long action. So now you have a Model 110 short action, Model 110 long action. Um, so, the action still is the same size, um, still the same action screws, but the stock itself we have made a huge ergonomic refresh on. Um, we went back and said, you know, in product development, we can design as many firearms as we want, except we need to make sure that we're solving consumer problems. You know, what does a shooter need? What do they want? What do they not know what they want? And yeah, what do
2: they not know they need?
3: Correct, right? And they don't really know what they want or need until you show up what they want or need, and it, it's a new, cool thing.
2: It's got them in a glassy picture, then they, then they get it. Correct,
3: yeah. So one of those things is how fitment really matters to a shooter. So we looked into the archery industry as well, and what are they doing with their products in order to accommodate shooters of all sizes. And me and myself, actually, I struggle to shoulder a firearm and actually be comfortable with it. Right. So I know I'm not the only one out there, and probably a majority of people out there not Not one firearm fits everyone.
2: So you know, look at everybody's different heights, different height levels, you're gonna have a different arm length. I have
3: an appointment.
2: (laughs) We are live at the (laughs) shop. We are. (laughs) There's people everywhere. Um so you're gonna have different heights, different arm lengths, and that matters as to how you're gonna shoulder the rifle. So if somebody who's six foot three, if the guns fit for me, it's not it's gonna be too uncomfortable for you to shoot. Right? And if you have one cut down to your length, I'm going to probably scope myself with it when I try and fire the gun. Yep. So a lot of those things come into play. But if you, if you take a regular rifle and you cut down the stock for one size or another, it's fixed. It's
3: done. Correct. But now it can never fit anyone else as well. So we'll get to that one. But as far as fitment, right, length of pull is a huge difference because you have different body sizes. But comb height is another thing as well. So what we learned actually is that women have naturally longer necks, so they do need higher comb heights. So if you've ever seen a a woman shoulder a firearm, sometimes it's down near their their, uh, jawbone, inside their cheekbone, because they're trying to see to the scope. So you you know, typically, some people will get the black ring around the scope, or they'll get a black ring at the bottom, the top, and really that shows that your firearm does not fit perfectly, your head is not where it needs to be. So, so what, what, you, what you're yeah.
2: talking about is when you're looking through your scope. We're radio; we can't show the picture. I know, I know. So um, <laughs> when you're looking through the scope, if you don't have a full clean picture on your highest power of magnification, your eye is not aligned correctly to shoot accurately with that rifle, and it's impossible—not impossible, but it's so difficult. To to manually move your face in the right position consistently every time it's much better for you to move the comb of the gun up so that you have a good cheek weld your your cheek is pressed down against the top comb of the rifle and every time when you shoulder that gun you're right where you need to be
3: so getting consistent cheek weld is key imagine you're out in the field and you're hunting and you've got to shoulder a shoulder rifle quickly and you're moving your head around and that deer is something So being able to shoulder it consistently and get proper cheek weld every single time is clutch to being a successful and accurate shooter. So the firearm I am holding does have adjustable length of pull and adjustable comb height. Now, it's not your typical bolt-on accessories for adjustability. We still wanted a firearm, because it is a Savage 110, to look like your traditional... Hunting rifle and not have bolt-on pieces that could get caught up on on the brush or the one she's
2: holding, okay, for the traditional hunting rifle. What <laughs> she's holding has the detachable ten-round magazine. It has a Ford Ranger um, uh, Ranger-style uh, scope mount for Ford quick acquisition. It's got a giant muzzle brake on it. So yeah, this is the new standard. All right, this one's rifle.
3: not necessarily so traditional hunting. <laughs> the one I am holding is a uh, Model One Ten Scout. Whereas we do have um, up to 15 different models in this new platform, and back to the naming, we actually stopped calling them, you know, FCSs, and started giving them true names for what they are: the Hunter, the Predator, the Varmint, the Long Range Hunter, the that, Scout. You know, that,
2: keep it simple for us, right? Correct. We're, we're it's just much easier. <laughs> we're all just gun folk.
3: Hey, you got to keep it simple for us to talk about it in manufacturing. So, um, those those pieces for adjustability, they're. Um, There's spacers for the length of pull and we ship them in the box with the firearm in uh, quarter inch increments and it comes with four spacers so a quarter inch, half inch three from minimum inch.
2: to maximum is what?
3: 12 and a half inches length of pull up to 14 and three quarters if you were to stack every single one which is a pretty big variety right
2: and you know what else is nice about this is uh, length of pull like, we're from California right? mm-hmm. the People's Republic of occupied California <laughs> and when you're, you're working up a load or you're shooting or something, it's the summertime, it's 100 degrees, right? What are you shooting at? You're shooting in a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then you get drawn for a Montana late-season hunt, and you go out there and you've got every jacket you own on, plus a backpack. All of a sudden, your length of pull went from 14 and a half to 12 and a half because you have, have created this buffer on your own body. And something like this, one rifle...
3: Yeah, I mean, you get much more versatility in being able to change out your firearm and tune it to what you need in each season as well. So we wear a lot of clothing up in the northeast where I'm from. Um, and so typically I need even a shorter length of pull than I usually expect, but you do get some warm days. Change. And it takes a five-minute change out to take these pieces off. Um, it's actually just two screws in the rear of the recoil pad. So all you need is a Phillips head. You take the two screws out, the recoil pad comes off, the spacer comes off, and the comb height just slides back and off. And then you change it out to whatever you like. And they're all labeled, you know, A, B, C, D, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. So you can determine that you're a B2 in the spring and a B1 in the fall. Which is kind of nice, and it's easier to remember that way, at least.
2: Yeah, well, you can write your name on it. (laughs) This one's mine. So, um, now the 110, you said you have 110 short action, 110 long action. Um, This caliber, is just a 308? It's a Greek one.
3: This one I'm actually holding um, is probably a 308. I can check the barrel. Yes, but we are chambering this in a couple of different calibers. The 110 Scout comes in 223, 308, uh, 338. Same, Federal. same action size for the Yes, it is actually. Okay. Yep, 338 Federal, and then um, 450 Bushmaster, which is new for 2018. Big uh, hog, yeah. Yes, we do have another rifle chambered in 450 Bushmaster this year that we introduced called the 110 Wolverine. Um, It's probably more targeted towards your deer hunters for those states that are uh, open to straight wall cartridges now. So it does have a muzzle brake on it to reduce a little bit of recoil and blast. And it's gone over really well so far.
2: So uh, one of the other rifles I have of yours is the uh, long-range Hunter. I got it in a 6.5 284. But you guys came out with that about five or six years ago. And it kind of was a brand new thing. One of the things was a uh, uh, swivel muzzle brake.
3: Yep, and on/off smells of break.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, this stays on. Uh, <laughs> but, it's tough. And, and, but the adjustable comb was a, was a feature that yep. was really brand new in the manufactured rifle scene.
3: Yep, and so we mirrored that when we did that. But now that that, we still have the 110 um, long-range hunter, but now we've added AccuFit to it, which is this new terminology and new um, technology that we have. In is the it right a now. pure
2: polymer stock?
3: It is, with the exception of the accu stock that we have built in. Um, we came out with the accu stock maybe this is almost an ten Acu years stock. ago. Yes it is. Good. So it has an aluminum um, chassis, really, right. built into the stock itself. Other than that, it is a polymer.
2: So and, and that's well that's what I was getting at it was um, the accu stock has an aluminum chassis through the entire thing and it adds so much rigidity to it. Some polymer stocks out there are like Tupperware, you don't want to have them on any kind of precision but um With the the active stock, that rigidity that it gives to it, it just lends to your accuracy.
3: It does. Um, It does secure the action along um, the stock at at multiple different points to to give you that rigidity to it. it?
2: Folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. I'm here with Jessica Triglia from uh, Savage Arms. We're talking about the 110 action, and we'll be right back after this.
4: A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense,
0: or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the
4: right to self-defense and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951 823 or check out their schedule of classes at BullseyeSport.com. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951- 823 0211.
5: Pull! the answer.
1: This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up.
2: See this?
5: This is my boomstick!
2: Every week, as you all know, Our conversation revolves around firearms, hunting, gun rights, afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. And our faithful companion in that battle has been Vince Torres, Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. And if you're not armed for protection or recreation, then Bullseye Sports and Riverside is where you need to go. For small arms, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. And after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about their certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951 211 or visit their website, bullseysport.com, for a schedule of classes. Because at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, they believe in safety first, 823 or tap the AM590 app. Hey folks, Philip Neyman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, online at FiringLineradio.com where you can get these great podcasts. Uh, Obviously, the show runs Saturdays, 1 o'clock, on AM 590. But I'm here with Jessica Treglia from Savage Arms, and I can't tell you the uh, amount of knowledge this young lady has on firearms. I'm absolutely impressed. She knows her job. She's talking about the new Savage 110 action and the modifications that Savage has done really to clean up a lot of things and just make a great product even better.
3: Yeah, I mean, we talked about the stock already and some of the modifications we've made to that, but... We also recognize that there's a lot of aesthetics we want to clean up in our action, um, and in the barrel and muzzle brakes. So we did look at cleaning up the rear of the bolt. So we looked at the baffle and the bolt handle as well and started cleaning that up to give it a more, um, bullet shape versus a hard stop in the rear of the receiver. Um, we also looked at different bottom metals, you know, and to kind of try to go away from some proprietary Savage magazines and start adopting the Magpul AICS. So you'll see in the 110 Scout and the 110 Tactical as well as the 110 Wolverine that um, we do have a bottom metal on there that
2: accommodates the Magpul AICS powder magazine. Not just Magpul, but anybody else's. AICS. Yeah, so it's
3: that's, it's nice that you can kind of have options out there. You
2: know, so I mean, any any of your uh, your 308 AICS magazines will fit in this. Yeah. Um, it's nice; you don't have to. Proprietary magazines are frankly a pain in the rug. So
3: <laughs> you are. moving
2: away from that. And the end the end of the uh, action looks quite nice. Also, it looks a little beefier than. Would you add some metal to it?
3: The action, um, we did not, but we did um, switch a lot of them to the, the top um,
2: bolt
3: release versus having a lot of them on the bottom like we've done in the past. Go back to that so that there's room for that bottom metal in the rear, um, and then we also added some overmold surfaces to the grip and the end. so as long as you don't have a beaver tail forend, right, you don't want any grip if you're on a badge shooting on the bench. But if it's got an actual stock for the most part, it will have that overall service on it as well, which breaks up a lot of the color in the stock as well. It looks pretty sharp. Actually, the great. This is the black and tan. It is. <laughs> yeah.
2: Very nice. OK, so you've got a couple other models you want to talk about today.
3: Yeah, so um, some of these modifications we've been doing in our 110 are um, starting to transition into what we're doing in our MSR line. We launched our MSR line at the 2017 MSR stands modern, for. modern Savage. Um, or as you know, a lot of people out there call it just an AR-15, but we also have an AR-10 platform as well. And um, so, you know, with the Accu trigger, which Savage is so known for, we've wanted to start increasing the, the triggers on our ARs as well, and make sure that you know there's no need for a mill spec trigger on an AR platform. Why not have a nice trigger as well? So, we introduced two new models at Shot Show this year. Both of them are chambered in the new in the new hot caliber .t 24 Valkyrie
2: okay so now maybe not everybody's heard about the 224 boundary.
3: all right so I am no ammunition expert I made no firearms but um, the popularity that 653 more has gotten um, for being long distance fast shooting 224 essentially did that in, in a 22 pound so you can take an AR-15 platform and get the ballistics that you're getting from the 65 in an AR-15 which is an AR10 so' it's, it's just
2: a bigger cartridge than a two twenty four
3: uh yeah it's pretty nice <laughs> so but it still shoots off a 223
2: platform you don't have to go to the ar-10 platform
3: you do not no right yeah which is nice. nice we had it out at the range um sunday at media day and there was a line all day shooting the 224 valkyrie very nice so when we introduce these these two firearms we have the msr-15 valkyrie and we have the msr-15 lrp which stands for long range precision and the, the Valkyrie has really been um, the Halo platform.
2: I'm sorry. Are you down here?
3: <laughs> hi. I
2: didn't. Okay, sorry. No, it's fine.
3: So um, it's been our, our Halo platform of this launch, and what we did is we added a two-stage target trigger into this. Right?
2: Now, number one complaint about AR-15s for are the triggers, right? Yep. A guy, you're building it up, you got a $60 part kit, and that includes your triggers. And it, He's been around. it feels like forty miles of bad road trying to get the gun to go off. This is nice. Um, two stage comes up, breaks around three, three and a half. Uh,
3: yeah, actually, Pretty close yeah. to there.
2: But a nice two stage trigger,
3: um,
2: very short reset. Um, it's, it's nice. It even has a good shoe on it. So. Well done on that. Thank
3: you. So, um, our catchphrase we like to use in our airline is better than standard. And we did that, I think, in both axes as well, where we looked at what gunsmiths are doing. So, what are people doing with their ARs aftermarket? Why don't we just do it in manufacturing? Exactly. Why
2: not have this nice forend on it, right? And not everybody needs a giant four quad rail with giant rails, <laughs> yeah. and everything. And your your AR 15 ends up looking like a Swiss Army 9. Hey, okay, right? some people love it. He's got a inch <laughs> down here. He's got uh, a jack, for 4 wheel drive jack on the end of his uh, AR-15.
3: Chainsaws. Chainsaws. Well, that's, you
2: need a chainsaw. chainsaw yeah, right you on your
3: AR. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's, uh, that's for the yeah. ATF. Uh, um, but this is actually a more Q mod on the lower portion. It's M-Lock, that's right. M-Lock. Yep. M-Lock on the lower portion, which is nice and smooth, and it's very comfortable to shoot. It's not
3: cutting up your hand.
2: Exactly. And um, on the top, you still have your rail. All, a full-length rail. Very
3: nice. Yep. Now, um, back to, you talked about your muzzle brake that you have in your long range that stays on permanently, and we went back and looked at all of our muzzle brakes in our line and started saying, oh. why, why are we just machining a muzzle brake that just looks like a muzzle brake? Let's make a muzzle brake do something. So all of our muzzle brakes in our 110s have been modified going forward. You can actually see one on the scout that we were holding so that the blowback on it problem. is directed where it needs to go. Same thing on our MSR line. We start adding a new tunable muzzle brake on these where you can tune it so that your, your muzzle lift doesn't go up to the right. You tune it for the bullet weight that you're shooting and you gradually bring it back down so that you have no lift. Yeah, and the, just the
2: gas block will help with that too.
3: Exactly. Yep. So it does have a fully adjustable gas block as well, which most gas blocks have a in mass. Two or three. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, you can tune it for whatever bullet weight as well as suppressors.
2: Very nice. What's the MSRP on this?
3: On the one you're holding is the MSR fifteen Valkyrie, and that MSRP is fourteen ninety
2: nine. And then we have to in California. Then you have to make it really ugly. So
3: yeah, you're gonna have to take some of that apart.
2: Yeah, sad. Well, That's
3: that's on us now to start looking at some compliant configurations. Now that we've established ourselves some more in that AR market.
2: Uh, with that or let's just let's just buy some politicians and uh, overturn things. How about that? <laughs> that
3: might be easier. It might be
2: cheaper than retooling. <laughs> just
1: you know. to get the whole bunch, and kick them all
2: out. Uh, so I'm okay it's, with that. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good <laughs> state. Get, get that, that running. Get that wood chipper going. Reproduce some good. Yep, exactly right. Yeah. 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 yeah, We'll compost them. We'll put them to some good use. I mean, we all already know what they're full of. Well, so we're from gonna... Orange. I'm from Orange Country, right? Oranges, uh-huh. we have orchard-sized chimneys. So we yep. could do could, this. Oh, one yeah. afternoon, we're done. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Yeah. One, one fell swoop. I like that idea. And we'll start a new uh, political party. Yep. And this is John from Sturgis gun, Sturgis, South Dakota, just joined us here on this conversation. Um, our new political party is called the Tar and Feather Party. All right. So if you we'll, we'll vote you in, but if you screw with us, we're going to Tar and Feather you, and yep. out you go. <laughs> it seems only totally fair. That's the way you should go. Thanks, John. <laughs> hey, you betcha. Hey, back here with uh, Jessica Trilia from uh, Savage Arms. We are live at the shotgun show, <laughs> as you can tell there. Uh, their political commentary aside, uh, the MSR line, the, the modern Savage rifle, AR 15, comes in the 224 Valkyrie, 223.
3: We do also have uh, 22 Nosler and 6.8 SPC, which I think maybe have gotten a little overshadowed with the launch of the 224 Valkyrie, but we do have them available.
2: And uh, you also have the AR 10 platform.
3: Yes, we do. We currently have two models in the AR-10 platform, a MSR-10 Hunter and an MSR-10 Long Range, both chambered in 308 and 65 Creedmoor, which is still very hot. So
2: what did you do with the, uh, the MSR Long Range? What modifications did you do on that? We
3: made it quite a few. So a lot of AR-10s, there's no mil-spec for AR-10s, so we can kind of do whatever we want, and we've realized there's no need for AR-10s to be as big, bulky, and heavy as they are and ugly. So we cleaned that up, and we added um, a custom... Lower and upper receiver, and it has actually our logo engraved in the receiver, just like this Valkyrie, which is hard to tell, but um, it does give it a little break up on that mag surface. And now the upper is where we really went a step further on that long range. It has a non reciprocating side charging handle. Awesome! I, I shoot the
2: uh, um, oh my gosh, Not 223. Yeah. Aries. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, so so yeah, the Aries. I love that non reciprocating yep, side charging handle.
3: It is. It's nice to have it because you know if you're down and you're shooting. You don't have to lift your face up to yeah. remove the target interval and pull back. No,
2: it's, it's, it's the way the AR-15 should have been built.
3: Yep. Oh, yeah, so we did that on our AR-10s. Um, and again, the better from standard. So what upgrades can we add to really make these firearms what people want for what they're doing with them? The long range is a precision rifle, something you're going to shoot on the bench. Whereas the hunter model is something you can take in the field and, and hunt with, which you know, is, is new and up and coming.
2: Yeah, it's amazing. Some of these guys are shooting these gas guns at extended ranges and just doing amazing things with them.
3: Yeah, they are. So that, that's
2: interesting. I want to make sure I check that out before I go. Hey, this is Philip name Firing Line Radio Show, We're coming to you from the Savage Booth. Jessica Trill, Triglia. What's your name? Jessica Triglia. <laughs> <take> it off.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she's, uh, she's awesome. Come out here and check them out. SavageArms.com. The website savagearms.com. And uh, we'll be back with a couple more people after this. Okay. Jessica, thank you for your time. Thank you so much.
1: This portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay
2: down your weapons! Persians! Come and get them! Hey folks, welcome back to the SHOT Show. This is Philip Neyman Firing Line Radio Show, and uh... One of the things that's kind of nice here is you walk around booth to booth, see old friends, see some products, and one of the things that I want to do is I want to bring up to you Steve Watts. Steve is the marketing director over to Elfman Tactical. Now, I've had them on the show before, but it's been about two years, I think. Yeah. Uh, two years or so. Uh, Elfman Tactical. Elfman makes a fantastic trigger. This is a trigger for your AR-15s like you've never seen before. I mean, there's a lot of trigger manufacturers, and that's a fact because everybody wants to improve their ar-15 trigger because out of the box they're crap um it's very hard to shoot uh, any kind of precision or even quickly if you're going to go out of the box so if you want to have a good combat trigger or even a nice accuracy trigger you're going to have to look at an upgrade Uh, i ran into you folks a couple of years ago uh, through my buddy david ives over at nemesis arms and he showed me your trigger i could not believe the quality that you guys came up with on a trigger, and I, you know, you're not paying me to say this, but I, I really do think you have the best AR-15
6: trigger out there. Tell us a little bit about it. The the thing that really stands out with our trigger, to, from the from the very beginning, is just the feel. Uh, the, the best way to describe the feel of our trigger on the radio <laughs> is to compare it to a custom 1911. And not just a custom 1911, the finest custom 1911 you can think of. I've I've had not not a Glock. <laughs> no, not nine not nine o'clock. Uh, I've I've had dozens of people try to find a 1911 that that feels better than our trigger, and they're they're just there there isn't. There's zero perceptible take up. The break is as crisp as anything you've you've ever felt on a trigger. There's almost no take up. I mean, what are they set at when you when you first buy them? Uh, the the pull weight out of the box is right around uh, between three and three and a half. Uh, every trigger that goes into a package is hand tested, and the pull weight is written on the package. Uh, We encourage our customers to go ahead and and shoot it for a while before they adjust the full weight. It makes Uh, sense. Every trigger is going to kind of break itself in and self polish. That's one of the reasons why we make the trigger adjustable. If you buy a three and a half pound trigger and shoot it a thousand rounds, it's not going to be a three and a half pound trigger anymore. So uh, once the trigger's kind of broken in and, and settles in at a pull weight, then it's adjustable with the turn of a screw.
2: And one of the other things is you have your actual trigger shoe itself. You have several different designs.
6: And how did you come up with Well, those? all of our triggers are, are uh, available either straight or curved. Uh, our Performance Series triggers are all skeletonized. The, the trigger shoe is skeletonized. Because, you know, you don't want that heavy weight. No, no. Well, there's there's actually uh, another reason for having the trigger skeletonized, and they won't be able to see this on the radio, but I can. I, I won't can be able to see you, it if I don't put my glasses on either. Um, so there you go. If you if you hang our trigger by the pin, it hangs perfectly straight. I, I don't have I don't have something small right, enough right. to put it through. That's your but, balance point. But, the, the trigger is completely balanced, and if you think about it, if a if a gun is dropped, if the trigger if it hangs trigger heavy, there's more weight on the trigger. The, it has the the inertia is going to try to pull the trigger. That's a good idea. Okay, yeah. so part of the reason that our our triggers are are 100 percent drop safe is there's really nothing. Making the trigger want to pull when the gun's dropped, but we we also have a secondary catch that makes them absolutely 100 percent drop safe.
2: You might want to show it to Sig.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Put it on the 325 series. You <laughs> yes. to make a few dollars there too. Um, but the uh, smoothness on the trigger now, your precision machining. Okay, when you when you take a look at your AR-15s, and uh, you know you get your parts kit from CMG or wherever else they're coming out of, and you're putting together your lowers. Um, You know, there's a whole difference in what's been mass-produced versus when you see something like the Elfman Trigger. Uh, You actually, instead of just having a uh, pin running through the receiver and your trigger being pressed against that with spring tension, you know, hopefully there's some grease on it, you actually insert a roller bearing in there.
6: We're actually using aerospace-grade bearings. They're sealed bearings and the trigger and the hammer are both rotating on the bearings which are then rotating on machine's bushes. So the precision is uh, head and shoulders over what you'd see on a mill spec or any other drop-in.
2: Right, because all the other drop-ins are, they're trying to clean up or uh, make a quality on, on the basic design that's, that's out there already but you've gone separate I I was so impressed with them guys if you have not had a chance to shoot these I've seen them over at Bullseye Sport there's a couple of uh, different places locally in Southern California that are your distributors you actually have displays on the counter where they can test your trigger in a lower and I I think it's great you have to try it to believe it actually just buy it you don't even have to try it that's right just trust me on this one this is the trigger you're going to want to get
6: what's your price point on these? The, the match trigger, and, and we're talking about our performance series. The match trigger is uh, MSRP of 259. Our three-gun trigger is 279. It has a skeletonized hammer, gives a little bit faster lock time, uh, which really comes into play more with uh, long-distance shooting. Um, and uh, Ex- explain that concept. Well, the lock time is the time that the hammer takes. To travel from the once once the the, the trigger is pulled and the hammer uh, breaks and is headed toward the firing pin, it's the time that it takes from the break till it hits the firing pin. And the reason it comes into play on long distance shooting is as you're pulling the trigger on any gun, you're you're imparting some motion to the barrel. And especially long-range, any motion at the barrel translates to a very large distance downrange. The faster that bullet gets sent on its way, the less the motion gets out affects the, the yeah. flight of the bullet.
2: It's, a, it's an important thing when you come into a long-distance shooting. And, you know, the AR-15 is
6: capable of that with the right twist rate and the right bullets. The guy that talked us into uh, the original skeletonized hammer is a gentleman named Phil Hayes that competes with a gas gun at a thousand yards. And the guy's amazing. So yeah, with long distance shooting, that that skeletonized hammer makes a difference. Uh, We also have a a second trigger line, our SE trigger our sport edition, uh, which is new this year. We introduced it about six months ago. Uh, There's three things left out on that trigger. It's non-adjustable, set at about three and a half pounds. The trigger itself is not skeletonized, and we do use bushings instead of bearings on that trigger. So we're leaving the bearings out on that one. Still feels amazing. Uh, We'll put it up against any drop-in trigger out there, but MSRP on that is only 169.
2: See, that's a very reasonable addition because if you've got an AR-15 and and you want to shoot it well, you have to do something with the trigger. Uh, you know, the, the parts kit, you're getting a $60 parts kit with everything in it. It'll go bang, but it's not going to help you if you want to shoot this this thing well. So you're stepping up to a high-grade trigger for MSRP, and I'm sure you can probably find them you know, less than that, but uh, MSRP at a very reasonable rate for a quality trigger. You know, there's other companies out there, or Timney or a Jewel, or some of these other guys, and they're starting much higher than that on their price points. And frankly, I, I think the uh, precision and especially that ball-bearing trigger that you guys have is head and shoulders above the rest of
6: them. Have I said that enough yet? You, you, no, no, you haven't. Real quickly, am I before, gonna get w 2 for no, this? No. Uh, quickly before we go, though, uh, we also I, I want to mention we have a new ultralight stock this year. Uh, it only weighs 5.2 ounces. It's all aluminum. Can it be fixed? Uh, We're in California, so can this be fixed? Uh, I guess it's possible. A little bit of epoxy. Um, yeah, uh, I, I guess you could weld the the, the knob shut, but. So the whole idea with this is it's it's the lightest all-metal adjustable stock there is, and when it's tightened, it is absolutely rock solid.
2: That is nice. That is nice. Of course, the adjustable feature you know, here in the People's Republic of Occupied California, uh, that doesn't help us very no, much. No, it doesn't. Now, folks, we're coming to you from the Shot Show. This is Philip Nauman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show, or online at Firing Line Radio. Steve, I want to thank you for making a superior product and for coming out right. here and sharing it with us on the show. And the uh, website is ElfmanTactical.com. Or ElfTactical.com. ElfTactical. Very good. Either we'll see you all later. Thank
4: you. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit CCWSAFE.com today.
5: AM 590, the answer.
4: This
1: portion of the Firing Line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.
0: Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here?
2: Hey, folks. Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're back here with Glenn Everly of Stock. We're at the uh, SHOT Show, and I was just glad enough to pull him out of his uh, booth for a few segments here. Uh, talking about him, he's a really an exciting guy. got a great life story. Uh, everything from uh, Olympic biathlon, world competitor, to airline pilot, and then he starts this company on his own. Well, better than an airline pilot. That was just a, was a good pilot. thing to do, but a fire pilot. Now, that's uh, not, you know, like, you know. Are you still trying to get chicks <laughs> with that line?
7: I <laughs> know. But, but in truth, that's where my heart is. You know, I, I just had so much fun doing it. He, that. he <laughs> grabbed
2: the microphone with was singing Loving Feeling over the Yeah, day
7: right. That ain't me. Actually, the, so we just did a film about our company just because we, re- we realized that there are all kinds of people out there that are pretending to, you know, at things. I'm like. You don't have to pretend anything i mean we have this we got crazy
5: yeah.
7: crazy darn eclectic story that took me to where, where i am now personally but also brought this company to being and it's super cool and, and I, I said in your last segment i was talking about the the work we do with the snipers you know and i mean literally um picture you know i come from this sport where you ski with a gun on your back it leads me to think about an elf hunter putting my wife on my back so i'm not using it as a brush guard when i'm coming out of the forest yeah. in the yard, you know and then Somewhere along the way, a guy goes, you know, you know, you ought to make one of those packs big enough to put a, uh, an AR in it. I'm like, why? And he goes, well, there's this sport called pre-gun, which I'd never heard of at that point. And, you know, they might want to stick an AR in there. I went, like, okay, I'll do it. So it was already in my head, and, I, and soon I designed this pack that was a big hole in it carry a bigger weapon. And uh, 2004, I got a call from a guy in the Field Special Forces group. And he goes, you know what? I can wear any pair of boots I want. I can shoot any gun I want. This pack is the best thing to come our way in 30 years. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> by that time, they've already been through some pretty big wars. right? And I, and I right. was like, I can't believe that the Special Forces don't have everything they want. And they, but they didn't. You know? and, and then, like if you watch the movie American Sniper, Chris Kyle's walking down the streets of Iraq with a scope rifle slung around his neck and an automatic weapon in his hands. And that's how snipers were going to war until I came along. So the guys that were shooting at him were like good snipers. I mean, there were some guys on the other side that were killing American snipers. And and what are they looking
2: for? They're looking for the guy
7: with a old... scope rifle. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a serious problem. And me, soon, coincidentally, I had these packs that could put the rifle inside of a pack, put a cap over the butt, the rifle went away, and the cool part is the guys literally you know, stopped getting shot. So we were saving lives for a period of time. But also... Um, they found that they had better balance because they've got this 18 pound rifle in some cases that's right next to their spine instead of slung someplace.
2: And so that was the thing when uh, when I did that Vortex challenge was the gun. I saw I saw everything on the on the course. <laughs> yeah, out I'm there, sure. Right? Yeah. It's an eight mile trail run. You guys are you familiar with it? Yeah. It's out, okay, it's eight mile trail run and, and uh, shooting station to station and it's a whole timed event. And I saw guys who had the gun slung around their chest or trying to carry it for eight miles of hill yeah. climbing. Um, I saw other guys with them just strapped horizontal. But, I mean, when you're trying to move, you need something that's against your body. And the weight of the gun has got to be compressible and non-shifting. Because I tell you what, man, if you're running down the trail and that gun is sliding back and forth, oh my gosh, yeah, just, just, just pull over and shoot yourself. <laughs> no, it's, no, It's an easier thing to get it over with. But your, your packs have the center of gravity correct. It's against your body. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people out there trying to put a little uh, parachute thing on the back yeah. bottom and yeah. hold you, but yeah. the gun's on the outside of the
7: load. Right. Uh, well, the other cool thing is, that, I mean, what, what would just make sense? And, and people go, why don't I see it elsewhere? Well, so it's because I have some patents, you know, frankly. And also because I okay. good people in this industry, industry respect us. They look at what we've done and it's so original, so unique, so authentic. They go, that's those Stocks and we're not going to mess with it. And that's kind of cool, too. Um, but, but beyond that, if you think about it, you know, that space is well-served there. It puts the heavy thing next to your body, but it also leaves all the rest of the thing that is in front of you when you need to get in your pack so it's accessible. So one of the other things that we're really good at is making stuff that's versatile and simply intuitive. I mean, it, it has straps on the outside of it. You used to compress the bag to hold things tight. But also, you can grapple things to it, like the firewood and the lasso thing.
2: And you can expand it.
7: Yeah, yeah for sure. And so uh, they tend to be intuitive and versatile in a way that really people like what else?
2: What else? Well, I walked over
7: there into your booth.
2: I saw you had a few other things. That you... <laughs> yeah.
7: So uh, the, the suffix of our company, originally, I was looking at this going, you know, I had a lot more ideas in my head than just just backpacks or, or rifle sacks. In fact, when I started, my first shot show was, this was my 15th one. My first shot show was my wife and I here in a 10 by 10 booth, and she's like, you better not leave this booth to go to the bathroom even because i don't I know what the hell I'm pleasure
0: pleasure. <laughs> yeah
7: but um but yeah we got, we, I can't yeah, you know, we got through it see by the fourth day she was showing elk hunters out to pull rifles out of their backs and we yeah. were fight was on we were doing good but uh in the course of all this um I've, i just i you know this evolution has happened where I, I saw the potential for making the best things in many places and uh, but the backpacks took off. I mean, it, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be a gun stock company or a rifle company or a pack company or what. I sort of saw all that stuff. In fact, my vision of this company was north, the North Face with guns. That was that's, that's sort of been my right. this vision i had. And, you know, you do a lot more than packs if you're that kind of a company. So I was always waiting until we had the right... Moment to make good garments, and I was like, if I can't do it as good as Arcteryx does it, I'm not even looking at who's in the hunting market. If, if I can't do it as good as Arcteryx or whoever the best, you know, factories, best companies in the uh, outdoor retail market are, then I'm not going to do it. And so now I'm looking at it going, okay, we can do that. We can actually match those guys and, and, and come up with some good technical fabrics so that are going to do cool things and, and really be targeted for an athletic hunter, you know, for, for that high mountain stuff. This is
2: something that is has been so missing, so well forever. Like, and and um, you know I was on the search and rescue team and I found a lot of really unique things from different areas. I've brought a lot of stuff from trail running and uh, cycling into my hunting equipment. Oh, yeah. You know, arm warmers and, and the mech the, the gaiters and just the, the little small things that could just make such a huge difference in your comfort level oh, wow. instead of trying to go out there in a giant park and a, you know, <laughs> yeah, look right. like a freaking right. tire man or right. a Michelin man. So it's, it's great now and I'm seeing some of this stuff and I, I walked over there and I'm like man the guy gets it, yeah.
7: gets it. I, I appreciate you saw it yeah so an interesting thing too is one of the things in fact the story that we're telling is, is you know we're an authentic brand and, and, and that word authenticity resonates with me because I don't look at other people's stuff to copy it I, I might look at it to see where you know where they're making mistakes uh, but I'm always trying to make the best thing for us and the best thing possible and so as I say, my model for the apparel is our carrots. but also, frankly, camouflage shouldn't just be a marketing game. I mean, if you make camouflage, it should be something you can actually go out and hide with. Hey, hey man, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, well, we can make lifestyle stuff too. We'll add some solids. <laughs> it's all but our all camouflage right? is made to be out there in daylight, in real-world environments, and not look silly. If you really, are, if you know anything about camouflage.
2: And, okay, so you grew up in uh, hunting in, in uh, Idaho. Now, a lot of that, some of that area. North of those mountains is very dark timber. Yeah, you go east, you go west, you're in the grassland. Yeah, so giant differences in camouflage needs between the open country and the dark timber,
7: yeah. right? Yes, yeah, yes, and no. In that, um, I think the best model in the marketplace right now for for camouflage is multi cam on the you know military camouflage. Yeah. And Caleb Cry, Cry Position got it right in that you use the kinds of colors that are in nature and, you, and the right mix that's got some variegations, some hard edges with some soft, you know, broad color field fades. And, uh, and so basically that's what we're doing. If, if you take the right color pattern and go into a dark forest, it's still the same color as everything around you and, and the colors go to it. If you go out with that into broad daylight or on a cloudy day or wherever it should still look good it look right so we have more than one color more than one palette that we're going to use right but 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 it's that kind of mid-tone good you know,
2: that's what good I'm talking breakup. about is, is a lot of guys you know I mean for years we had the army woodland camo yeah right and I hunted in western California where everything is brown well, if it's not brown it's gray it's beyond dead it's, it's, the grass is gray right
7: so yeah.
2: you know you, you look like you can see the guys in camo look worse than yeah. if they wore a pair of
7: blue jeans yeah right yeah it's true. Anyway, so we're having fun with that, and, and, and it, the truth is, we are making marketable, you know, stuff that will look stylish and nice. And why, why wouldn't you do that? You might as well look the draft beer. It's <laughs> dying, dying. It's not
2: you win or lose, <laughs> It's how you look. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. there you go. Yeah. Those of you who remember Saturday Night Live, and it was actually funny. Yeah, yeah,
7: back in the old days. You know, so anyway, we're having fun with all that, and pretty excited about a, a range of things. And and, and, and really, I've breathed new life into the project. I'm like, you know what? This is going to be fun. And and I'm sure I'm striking fear there's some people that understand that Everly stocks the, the bears awake and we're coming at them because we're going to have some. Time.
2: I love your passion. I love the fact that you're you're live on this. It's not like yeah, here's what we made. I came up with something and we're sitting on it. This is something. Obviously, you go into work. Yeah. What can you improve? You know, I yeah. can hear it. I'm sure the people can hear it too. And it's evident in the quality that you bring here, guys. If you want to see more guys and gals because you have a yeah. women's life yeah. uh, if you want to see more, go to everlystock.com. E B E R L E stock.com uh, based out of Idaho and uh, having, a, having a great time. I hope you're having a great show. You're writing big orders, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely <laughs> tons of them. So, anyway, folks, Philip Naaman, Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page, Firing Line Radio Show and we should probably make Everly Stock the official backpack of Firing Line Absolutely.
7: We'd be glad to help that set
2: that up. Very good.
1: Yeah. Folks, thank you. Uh,
2: we're having a great show and uh, thanks for
1: being on. Yeah, thank you. It. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside. The Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. CCW Safe. Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics.